never known, Uther. I intend to live forever. How dare you show your face here? Uh, faces. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that, you idiot! A lot of story there, a lot of lore uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing. I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 93, the show that may have been thinking about the wrong throne. Each episode, we'll check in, have some laughs, and talk all about the lore of Warcraft 1 or 2 topics at a time. My name is Jin, the one that still can't get over episode 12. And today, I'm joined by someone that started this obsession I have with Ilgi Whispers. <laughs> it's Allie. How I'm you pretty doing? proud of that. Pretty, pretty, pretty proud of that. To this day, I've been podcasting for, what, like five and a half years now? That's still one of my best episodes ever. <laughs> It's difficult to so tap. Good. It's difficult so to good. tap. <laughs> yeah, so what you been up to, huh? How you been? Good. Well, still have not gotten AOTC. We got Frock down. I think our best pull was 10%. Mm-hmm. So we're close. We're close. We got a couple of 16%, couple of 18%. Yeah, that, that last phase is a, it's a bit of a doozy. It's a bit, it's yeah, a bit. It, whew, that, that, go, that goes tough real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But we're, we're getting through it, which is cool. And Outlands Racing. It's great. Well, it was great because apparently you're spinning around and apparently every time you get dizzy. When I went down the water, I was scared half to death. Let me tell you, dragon flying through Hellfire Peninsula with that sky. Oh, that's just, oh, that's satisfying. I haven't done the grand yet. I'm saving that for last after I read tomorrow. Um, tomorrow, tomorrow's the last day to do it. So, oh man, um, oh, crap. I know, I right? That. Yeah, I didn't do it over the weekend like I should have. So, because I was reading the book, because I'm so close to being done. Um, but yeah, so been doing a lot of that. I have decided that I would like to create a new ritual to resummon Murmur to Akadun to destroy it all over again. <laughs> That's what I was working on. That one sucks ass. Those, like, my husband did great with those. Those, like, I struggled with that. And then the ones out in Netherstorm, have you done those yet? No, not yet. They're freaking long. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, like, Vigor is so tricky with that one because it's so long. And then because it's so long, like, it's hard to keep that focus long enough. And those are, they're so challenging in their own way because of how long it is. Yeah, I've I've learned the as I started doing some of these uh, the, the cup stuff. It's uh, fail fast is is how I kind of do it. It's like nope, that didn't work. I'm just not gonna do it and just start over. Yeah, exactly. And so it's funny because some of the races like I'll one shot all of them. Like you know, of course the first course and the the advance and reverse. I'll like one shot them plenty of time. It's fine. And then I get to Ock and do another storm. I'm like, okay, I see I see you guys. Like, there's a couple other tricky ones in there. I haven't done Zanger Marsh yet. I just finished Blade's Edge before um, you messaged me. You were like, hey, I'm ready to record. So, and I still have... How dare I? How dare you? You interrupted my racing. <laughs> and then, like I said, I'm trying to save Negrand for last because Negrand is, you know, a special zone for me. So, uh, I'm excited for that. And it's good times. I may not get it done. I should be able to get it done time. It depends on how tired I am after raid tomorrow. Maybe we'll be a frock early. And call it an early night, and I could just go race. If I'm maybe, lucky. I'll just, maybe I'll just do some races tomorrow. Maybe. 
I'll try. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Probably not going to finish. But, but, yeah, yeah, but it should be coming around again, so. Uh, yeah, that's fine for me. Yeah. It's what, what, for what, you. For me? Yeah, yeah. What, what, what about for you? What, yeah, what do you? For yeah. me? Uh, you. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I won't cope. But dude, I really up. That's so hard. <laughs> yeah. So I was. This is literally the first of the cups that I've done. Oh, you didn't do the other ones. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do. I didn't do Eastern okay. Kingdom. I didn't do Calamari. I was just like, I ain't got time for that. So you don't know Girl Crater. No, I don't know. Oh. I, don't, I don't know none of it. I don't know none of it. I was. Okay. I, just, okay. I went in there blind. Like, I didn't look anything up. It was just like, there's a guy. Yeah, that's like, what you do. Yeah. Hey, buddy, do you want to go to Outland? Go go Outland. Go racing. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go, I'll go do some races. And um, yeah, they're fun. Um, because just the way I kind of um, did it, I was I kind of started, because I took the portal right over to Shatrath, right? So I just yep. started doing the races right there. That Shatrath. one's a little tricky at first. It's a lull. It's a lull. There's a couple you places where they, they, they decided to like put the ring like right there. And you're just like, <laughs> right? It's, it's like where that elevator is on Scryer's Edge. Or uh-huh. maybe Sky, it could be Aldar's. I don't know which side I'm on. <laughs> but, well, one of them. Know, yeah. One, one of the sides. Yeah. And it's just like, no, you got a freaking dive bomb roll through this thing or something. It's like, no, tuck your wings. <laughs> it's real narrow. <laughs> just like that one where you're going underneath in the hallway and it's like, no, you're yep, tuck your wings. That, that one got me a few times. Got me many times. I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> There's one spot over in Black Temple, which was really fun in that area to like, because it's you know, Black Temple. But uh, there's one where you have to like make a sharp turn and then you go um into a, another little tight tunnel and it's and there's like a couple barriers and stuff before that too that's easy to bump into and it's that, that one's a little tricky yeah the one Doable, that was really little, little one was really messing me was for i think it was in hellfire peninsula because i remember having to go through freaking like the briar patch basically the like, briar patch that one took me a little bit like i got it but that one that one's oddly tricky especially because all the briars like there were times i got stuck on a briar when like Graphically, I'm not touching the briar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have many times because, you know, it's outland. Right? So it's like yeah. there's this three polygon thorn going like, screw you and your dragon racing. <laughs> it's like, like right. I'm just floating midair is what it looks like. I'm just like, how yeah. did I stop? What? <laughs> like, I got I stopped there one time because I was just stuck there and just floating. I should have taken the screenshot. Like, it was just... Uh-huh. It was like yeah. I was just on the ground, except I was in the air. Someone, like, a couple people, like, flew by me while they were doing the races and stuff. And yeah. I'm just hanging out. It's fine. Yeah, there's, there's a couple very interesting banks <laughs> and turns that you had to make to, like, go. You're going out to Briar Patch, you're back down into Briar Patch. And I'm just like, ah! <laughs> it's <laughs> it fun, though. Like, sharp, yeah. Up return and then go up and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just really all I've been doing. I was just goofing off and yeah. just doing stuff like that. So, but, um. Rocking well, in uh, Warcraft Rumble, too. Well, yeah, Rumble. Uh, I'm I've moved on to a new zone, so I'm in currently because I've what I hit 120, and so I'm in. Oh God, what is it? It's uh, I think I'm in Tears Fall. Not Tears Fall. No, it's whatever after Tears Fall. Hinterlands. I'm in Hinterlands right now. Oh, okay. And okay. that one's that's pretty tough. Like I've I've only finished it with I've only finished the first boss with two families, the second one with like one family, and then everything else is like. No, keep keep grinding, buddy. <laughs> this is a tough one. Yeah, they're all they're all yeah. yellow for me, so they're they're probably oh, not going to be yeah. real easy until they're green. Right. Yeah. So, are you the type that you'll do like pick one family and go through them all? Yeah. Or do you go through one mission each family? So I usually will pick my strongest uh, family, like undead. I'll usually just go pop 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 and just try to knock out yeah. the undead. Then I'll move yeah, on. Yeah, I did the same. 
And then Papa, like, try to knock those out. Well, this one was... I get the undead. And then I did the next undead. And then I hit a roadblock. <laughs> and then it was like, let's go back to the first one. So it's now it's 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 tough. It's a good one, though. The hinterlands is a, it's a bit of a challenge, bit of a challenge. And uh, tier, yeah, tears fall. We go up against the Scarlet Crusade, right? Friggin Ooh. white main. Mm. That one was tough yeah, on that, heroic because oh. they're yeah, that's yeah, their yeah. cast times for the resurrection much faster on heroic. It's like, right. It's a good lord. Ooh, that one. That one was hard to time. Put it that way. Oh, and also, I don't know if this was a thing like in non-heroic and, and on that one, but White Mane's resurrection spell hurts you, right? It's damaging you as she's casting it. Uh, so it's like, you better have a decent army to finish her off as she's trying to freaking, you know, resurrect Mograine, Mr. Rindo Mograine. I don't know if I've noticed that. Well, it kind of hurts in heroic. Oh. <laughs> so, put it that way. Okay. You gotta have a couple tanks. Couple tanks up there, you know, taking taking the damage, uh, like always, obviously. Yeah, but yeah, that's about it. So you want to talk about the bad news? Might as well. Yeah, let's just let's just get over. How am I supposed to live, laugh, love in these conditions? Yeah, Twitter and everything—it's a little weird because back past Thursday, if you were aware, a news article came out that over nineteen hundred jobs were being. You know, people were being let, let go from Activision Blizzard on that day. Now, it was kind of across all of like Activision Blizzard, maybe a little bit King. I don't know. Um, but I, I don't think we have all of the details. But if you want like a really detailed breakdown, I would highly suggest you go listen to the latest episode of Unshackled Fury. They do a really deep dive breakdown into it because uh, Berserk is new host, co-host over there. Jez Corden uh, knows a lot about the, the business inside thing, and they, they did a really good job of, of, of detailing it. Um, but I don't know, like before we even move on from this, like, Ali, what was like, what did, how did you feel on Thursday when that news hit? Because I didn't I didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where you 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 think, OK, I'm not going to speak for one myself. I thought maybe there would be a few layoffs, you know, when you combine companies, if there's redundancy and that kind of thing, you know, like. It's unfortunate, but, you know, whatever. It happens, yeah. But that, it was a lot. It hurt. Um, I actually have a friend that is uh, works down in the Austin um, campus for GM stuff, and he got let go. And yeah, it's... A, a former guest on this show was let go. Yeah, you know, it just, it's, it's, it sucks. It, it's one of those things where I think a lot of us went into this Microsoft thing, you know, hopeful <laughs> that, yes. you know, it wasn't going to suck like this. And just so quickly for such a big layoff for them to cancel the survival game. A lot of what I understood is that the, the survival game is where the biggest bulk of yeah. the, 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 um, the layoffs were because it was canceled. And sadly, what I was seeing is that the biggest issue is that they were just, if you were on that project, you were let go. Right. They didn't yeah. look into any kind of seniority. They didn't look into any kind of like, what is your development skills? It's just, nope. Like, yeah. like there were some people that have been at Blizzard like 13 plus years and they were just, they were, they were just like, oh, yeah. Right. It didn't, it's a big then, chunk of people from the Overwatch 2 team, too, apparently. Yeah. yeah it's just, and it, it's, and it hurts too when you think about it. Like a lot of these people were, you know, moved 
because of the return yeah. to work stuff. And then like that is the worst. I think where it hurts. I mean, granted, this is a complete outsider, you know, just feeling for these people. But I think what hurts a lot, too, is you would think in such a big company <laughs> with so many just even just on the gaming side with so many studios under them, plus other areas of Microsoft. I guess in my mind, it'd be nice if they were like, hey, here's some openings we have in other areas. See if something fits for you. Right. Or take the severance. Like, I don't know. It's just it. It hurts. It's, you know, it kind of the honeymoon period ended real quick. Yes. <laughs> and it's just it, uh, it's dis- it's disappointing and it hurts. And you know, my heart's broken for those people who you know all lost their jobs and their livelihoods. And for a lot of them, it was their dream job. So it just. Yeah, it really sucks. It's shitty. Yeah. yeah, like like you said, like it's to be specific, it's episode 141 of Unshack of Fury. I mean, oh, go listen you. to all the episodes, but one episode 141, very informative. And they they, they really did a great job. So yeah. definitely check that out. Yeah. And, and I, me personally, like I've never been let go like that. But yeah, me neither. You know, Berserker talks about his experience being let go like that. And it whew, like it it is definitely like I would definitely suggest listening to that because it it. It gives you an insight of what that kind of feels like with that kind of like feeling of insecurity and things like that. So I definitely feel for all the people that that lost their jobs because that just that sucks, especially like the gaming industry, like as a whole is kind of doing this. It's not just a Microsoft thing. So the really crappy things is those 1900 people are going to probably struggle to find a new role somewhere. And it just it's just it's off. It just sucks, especially for for Microsoft to turn around and be like, hey, look, three trillion (laughs) <laughs> we're worth three trillion now or whatever that was like i oh, yeah. mm, mm, boy yeah it's crappy and i'm pretty sure the timing was just so that they could announce to their stockholders that hey this is what we're doing and then their, their stock went up so because of course it did a weird thing you know a while ago mikey bar tweeted out about how he's you know excited about this microsoft thing he's gonna stick around he's in for the long haul he's not no nope. he, he, he left and alan at who's like one of the OGs of Blizzard left. Yeah, he was the one that actually named it Silicon and Synapse originally. Yeah, right. Like that, that was a big name. A lot of newer players still like, who, who, who is that even? A lot of us old timers are like, that's that's a big deal. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, so with Mike leaving, they had to replace Mike with a new president, and they picked Joanna Ferries, who has a really actually has done a lot of things. They've done. Uh, they were with Act- an Activision executive for a while and did like Call of Duty stuff and whatnot. But before that, they, like they also did a lot of other things, like including something with the NFL and right, some other yeah. corporation. Like, like if you follow Trivial and Manny on Twitter, I'm not calling it X, that's stupid. So if you follow him on Twitter, Manny actually like did some really good research into Joanna and what they're like and their history and where they're coming from and that kind of thing. And it was really good. Cause I know for me, myself, when I saw someone from Activision, I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't like this, but like Manny put out this really informative post that helps to kind of open our minds, at least open my mind to see like, maybe Joanna's going to be okay. Like maybe, maybe this is all right. Like it's still not a great situation, obviously, but you know, at least giving Joanna a chance to prove themselves as the president. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm hoping that there'd be good things that come from her at the at the head, but I mean, we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I don't I don't I don't know where to go for, from from here other than that. We'll see how she does. 
Yeah, pretty much. Well, speaking of corporate greed, Allie, do you want to read this next thing? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> How is this? We're a big, we're a really big organization over here. A little more <laughs> big, big corporate, big, big greedies. That's us. Okay. Um, hey there, listeners. Do you like this show? Think it's worth supporting? And then Jen types, see, Allie, I don't always write horrible jokes for you to read aloud. Sometimes I just like to remind people that they'll know how to support the show if they keep listening until the end. You're welcome? Question mark. Well, with the release of 10.2.5, we got some interesting speculation that I totally missed until a listener reached out over there on Blue Sky. Not Twitter, not X, whatever you call it. Blue Sky. Like I freaking love cash and everything. Thanks, Ivory Tiger. I see you. He's he's awesome. Yes. He's good people. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, last episode we had mentioned Kali. I don't know if it was me. I don't know if it was, it was you. But they're like, hey, I'm a little surprised you didn't bring up the whole Queen Kalia thing. And I was like, Queen Kalia? What? Queen Kalia? What are you talking about? Well, like I said, they, that's what the speculation is, is that there was a quest text where it said, go meet Queen Kalia. Well, at this point, that's already been hot fixed away. <laughs> so it's it's a gonzos. Um, <laughs> like January wrote these notes and then I got hot fixed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I'm pretty sure it was hot fixed by the time I wrote the notes. But yes. here's the thing. Whoa, wait, come on. That's that's not fun. We're not just going to be like, ah, it was hot fixed. Psh, psh, psh. That's a nothing burger. <laughs> No, 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 no. We are going to be just like the rest of the Warcraft community and overanalyze every possible little mistake that they could have made. Because well, maybe that never happened. Maybe what? there's something there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're going to do. We're going to go freaking nuts on this. So, uh, so let's do let's do that. Let's dive in. All right. Before we really get into the speculation, though, this podcast, we got lots of time. We'll, we'll spend some time on this. Who the heck is Kali Amenethil, Allie? Huh? I had to answer your question about who that one person was that I forget what you asked me. Uh, I don't know. Somebody. <laughs> oh, I don't know. So, it was someone. a previous episode where you're like, who is somebody? <laughs> Freaking no. <laughs> I think it was Tear. Tear. Dear Lord, dude. Who's Tear? <laughs> anyway, who's Kalia? Well, Kalia is uh, actually the sister of Arthas because she's Kalia Menethil. Arthas Manithil, get it? Yeah, okay. So obviously, daughter of King Tyrannus and Queen Leanne, Leanne, whatever. And so she she was a princess one day. And and now she's part of the Desolate Council, Forsaken. There's a whole quest line for all that jazz. And she was raised into undeath by the Holy Light. And she was, so she was only two, two years older than Arthas, like not that much older. And she was actually there at the palace. Um, during the Horde siege of of Lordaeron during capital the Second City. War, the ca- City. sorry, sorry, siege of the capital city. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, that's the one thing in the books that doesn't really translate into the game is that Lordaeron the city was always called Capital City because Lordaeron was the name of the nation. So they didn't just like Stormwind is technically the name of the nation, but it's also the name of the city. Right, right, right. And actually, something I totally forgot: Jane and her actually got to be friends for a little while. They, they, yeah, they were. I kind of want to see them interact again. Like, it's, I don't know if we've actually, have we seen them interact in game? Mm, yes. Yes, we have. 
uh, specifically with, with the whole Derek thing, right? Right. So it wasn't a lot of interaction of like, oh, good to see you again, kind of thing. But it was it was mostly around, you know, Derek Proudmore and the, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, there was there was a moment, but they didn't really, you know, do a call back to her past or anything along those lines. Yep. Yep. All right, anything else so, to add to Kalia? Yeah. At one point, she actually King Ternus was going to have her marry one of the Prestors. If you remember, the Prestors were black dragons in disguise. Specifically Davil Prestor, which was Deathwing. <laughs> yes, it's an issue. And then, of course, like she's like, I don't want to marry him. How dare you force me? And, you know, Deathwing was kind of like controlling King Ternus. So he wasn't listening to her. It, it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. Yep. Yep. And during the third war, I believe she was in, I want to say South Shore. Yep. Yep. When, when she was killed. Mm, nope. Nope. No, so, no. So that's, that's kind of, so what, what happened with the South Shore thing is she was in capital city with the whole, the Lord Ron uprising and the, the scourge, right? So Arthas came back and scourge. She survived. Well, that's that. right. That's right. Yeah. So she survived that. And, um, she went and had a life with her family off at South Shore. That's what it was. And we never heard from her again until Legion. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, you know, you're the resident priest, so you hung out with her for a whole expansion of we're in your nether light temple. I mean, we weren't like super close. I was closer to Alonso's foul than her. Oh, that's true. Well, they were. Buddies. We did some. We did some things. But, but yeah, it's one of those things that because she did like drop off the face of the earth for a while and like it was. It was kind of easy to f forget things until she started coming back around. You start doing the quests and like they did a pretty good job, like throughout all the questing and everything since Legion to try to like introduce you to her, remind you who she is, that kind of thing. I know for myself, I was always just really excited that she was a Menethil. And then we got all the Before the Storm stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Where she tried to like reunite the people of, of the Forsaken with their loved ones. Didn't yeah. go so well. It did not go so well. Mm -mm. She tried. She tried real hard. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that. We'll see. We'll, we'll, see. Oh, oh, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> she tried something. That's for sure. <laughs> and it did not work out. Right. Because Sylvanas said, oh, no, thank you. And then killed her. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, brought back by the light and all that kind of stuff. That was specifically, that was Anduin, Olanza's Fowl, and the Naru. Sarah, Sarah, uh, that rest. I don't know. Yeah, how, how that's how right. Yeah, that's the that's the, who all resurrected. It was the, the the combined, you know, Captain Planet, the three of them, Light, you know, brought her all back. Which obviously that's very weird because that's the first time like that we know of that someone was brought back in like, hey, you're like an Archon of the Light or whatever the frick it was. Yeah, like brought back by instead of being, you know, the whole normal undead scourge forsaken stuff it was actually like someone resurrected by the light and so that's why she's like this undead light forged who doesn't know her place in this world anymore eh, sure <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see about that all right Any, anything else to add to Kalia? like i can't really think of anything else to add to her past like, i'm sure there's things if i like really dug deep but like that's just kind of what my fuzzy memory is going for yeah yeah so like, obviously, the, the biggest, like, she was first introduced, and I think Kalia, if I remember correctly, is a product of Christy Golden. Because her first appearance, I believe, was in Arthas, A Rise of the Lich King, right? Christy Golden's yep. novel. 
Absolutely. Uh, and then her biggest, like, I'm Kalia, besides Legion, obviously, was during Before the Storm, which, again, was yes. Christy Golden. And so Chris, Christy Golden knows what's up with Kalia, is all I'm saying. <laughs> she's, the, she's the one that has knows the inner thinkings and all that kind of stuff, other than, you know, the Blizzard, you know, narrative team. Anywho, now, now that we got some background information, let's dig a little deeper into what is being speculated. Okay. So we're going to be talking a lot about a article over there on Wowhead. Specifically, it was Discordian Kitty. Well, once a guest on the show. How you doing, Discordian Kitty? Uh, in the article, it's pointed out that not only would Kalia um, be ruling over the Forsaken, but that would not be a popular move with the player base because that's one thing that other that is very interesting about Kalia. I don't play Horde, so I don't really have these feelings. I don't. Did you? Ever, I don't either. Did you ever understand the animosity against the Kalia character? I never quite got why people hated her, but they did. I I personally don't like. For me, again, I'm a sucker for Arthas and things, so she's a Menethil, and I want to know more about her. And I like the whole thing that happened with uh, with um, Derek Proudmore and her, like with her like taking him under her wing and trying to like help him out and stuff. Like I like Kalia, but yeah, same thing. Like I'm not a hordy. Like I don't have the animosity that others have, so. It's it's definitely interesting to hear what others think about her. Yeah, it it feels to me like if I remember correctly, because like the perfect example of this is go listen to like if you can find them like old episodes of Azeroth Roundtable with <laughs> they were the most like I hate this. <laughs> I hate them. So that was their opinion of Kalia. And I think it was because she felt very alliance and because she, she is, is right. And it felt like it was like, oh, they're forcing this alliance character that's, you know, tied to Arthas and all that. It just, they're just like, it feels, it feels ucky. Like, they didn't like it. So, I'm like, mm-hmm. But, like, at the same time, you think about it. And again, maybe this is my alliance bias showing, but it seems natural that she would be alliance-like, right? Because it would be very uncharacteristic if this Menethil <laughs> was raised by the Holy Light and was not similar to the alliance. Right. Yeah. I mean, that Lordaeron before, you know, they became Forsaken would have been part of the Alliance, right? Because it was a yeah. human nation. So anyway, so like I said, not a popular move among the player base. It could possibly also be a bit of an issue for the citizens of Azeroth. Now, Scorpion Kitty kind of put, makes three main points as to why that is a thing. Number one, Callie is a big fat liar and you can't trust her. And I'm like, wait, what? It's a big... Well, let's just say she makes some very good points in the article that I'm like, all right, we'll talk about it. Very good points. All right. Next up, Kalia is kind of like the light, right? She is very much with the light, light aligned. And with the whole Titan thing. And uh, everyone, that's a little true. Yeah. Yeah. So since she is uh, aligned with a cosmic force, that may not be necessarily a good thing, especially with the whole light and void kind of cosmic war on the pre- on the horizon. And we've been learning over the years that maybe the light's not all it was cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. Hi, Illidan. How'd you, how'd you like that one? <laughs> yeah. Illidan did not like that one. He's not a fan. Not a fan. No, not a he fan He is his all. scars. I am my scars. Yeah. I don't blame the guy, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't actually like that, that weird quote. I am my scars. You know what? Yeah. I am my scars. I am my scars. Yeah. I might yeah. do. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, those, those are the kind of main, main points is that she's a big fat liar and then she's with the cosmic force and then 
just kind of further expounding on that, it's like, well, being allied with any cosmic force at this point, probably not someone you want to be like, I'm super buddy buddy with them. No. Right. So first of all, let's talk about the liar. Okay. Liar. Really? Kali? Liar? Hmm? Doesn't seem right. Let's just say I did. I didn't agree with that on for face value. I was like, I just, that didn't, wasn't adding up. But let's just say that there's some examples that Kali may have been a very, very shrewd politician, right? So not so much like I'm flat out lying to your face, but kind of can read the room really well kind of thing. Right. Right. Where it's just like, oh, no, no, that's not what I meant, even though that really totally was what she meant. She was just kind of gauging the, 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 the room, filling the room. Right. So here is the first example of what uh, they were talking about. Let's let's see here. So during the events of the book before the storm, she told Anduin that she wanted to go to the gathering between the humans and the Forsaken with their living relatives, right? She was like, I want to be there. Like, I was part of making sure that this thing happened because she had a, she had a, she had an interest in seeing the humanity of the Forsaken, right? Because in her mind, the Forsaken were her subjects, right? Because she was a princess. She was a menethil, right? So in many ways, Lordaeron, if you go by the whole monarchy kind of rules, Lordaeron should be hers. So, yeah. So what happened was, is during this little event where Anduin was like, nah, I don't think that's a good idea because it could be seen as possibly an act of war. Because that's what he was saying. It's like bringing you out on the field and revealing who you are would make Sylvanas very uncomfortable because it's like, hey, here's a Menethil. This isn't just a, oh, get the get the Forsaken and the, and the living humans back together and be all frenzy friends friend zones again no she's trying to take her kingdom back which to Sylvanas was could be viewed as an act of war so Sylvanas being very shrewd killed Kalia while still kind of following the agreement of uh that Anduin had, had laid out with her which is basically like you can't get you know, there's no harming there's no nothing no no and she's like nope uh, I didn't touch anyone. I only killed the person that was basically threatening my rule over my my land. So, yeah, done with that. So that's how Kyle had died, because she took off her hood in the middle of the of the field and told uh, there's a specific uh, forsaken to support her. Right. Kind of interesting words that you wouldn't just be like, oh, hey, I need some help. Right. That's like you should support me in my claim of the throne. See, it's, it's, it's just a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's another little moment, another little moment that it's, it's worthwhile to point out, right? Like I said, a little bit more of a politician than, than she was letting on. And, well, like I, like I said, I don't really know what's going on in the head of a fictional character because I haven't got a chance to sit down with Christy Golden and have her explain all of this stuff to me, but really known. But what happened is, is she, at one point during the, during the events of Before the Storm, she actually asked Anduin if he would support her in retaking the throne, even if it meant going to war. When she asked that, Anduin got very uncomfortable, like noticeably so. And she's like, well, no. she, and she quickly backed off. It was like, oh, no, it would never lead to that. Like, I don't I don't want that. Right. So kind of like based on just that little bit of information of what you remember from reading before the storm and how she got herself killed. Do you think she actually wanted the throne? That is a good question. I've I've gone back and forth on it because it sometimes it seems like maybe she did, and sometimes it seems like even she didn't know what she wanted. 
But I mean, you, you struck a good point that I did not consider when I was reading that book is, you know, maybe it was her being the politician and reading the room. That's, that's kind of how I was taking at least this article and the way Discording Kitty was laying it out. And it was just direct quotes from the book. It was like, hey, would you support me in my efforts, even if it meant war? And then it was like, right. And, and Kali was like, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. We're not going to come to that. I just wanted to know. Just, just curious. As the ruler of Stormwind and, you know, the head of the alliance, you know, kind of in, in your position now that, you know, your dad's dead. Uh, would you just me? Me? Me, me be queen? Hmm? Yeah. And Anduin was like, I don't know. And then she just like immediately pulled back. So to me, it's like, I don't know. Maybe she did want the throne. Maybe that was ultimately what she was doing. I mean, she did say support her. Like, that's, that's kind of weird. Why else would you run out in the middle of the field when you know it was very dangerous to be like, hey, citizens of Lordaeron, I'm back. <laughs> it's kind of what she did. I did. I do remember. I mean, I don't have the best memory, but I do remember reading the like that moment when she took her hood off i was like i i think i actually covered my face i'm like what are you doing idiot like don't that's just stupid don't do this <laughs> yeah yeah it didn't didn't go well also no. considering that i believe um sylvanas also killed everyone that like tried to escape yeah that's right because she killed her own people she did uh, yeah yeah she, she first she killed kalia i was like uh you suck and then anyone that started running for Basically, the the living, the human side, she killed them all. Yep. Good job, Kalia. You really, you really made that one work work really well. And Anduin couldn't do anything about it because the agreement was don't kill, don't you can't attack, you know, the alliance soldiers. And she didn't. She killed her own people. Yeah. I guess an interesting loophole that is. But all right, now here it is, Allie. Now here is where I'm gonna kind of stop here for just a second. And we're going to take a little bit of divergence, okay? This is this is this is where it's really important to think about this, because we can't talk about someone that is very very much light aligned, that possibly wants a throne, but not bringing up this. The golden one claims a vacant throne. The crown of light will bring only darkness. So, what do you? I mean, we never we never really considered that one, did we? No. Well, we and you and me, everyone assumed Turalyon. Turalyon claimed a vacant throne, and he's the golden one. He's the golden child sitting on the throne. And we were always kind of like going, the crown of light will lead to whatever the frick it just said. You you heard it, everyone. The crown of light will lead to only darkness. Turalyon doesn't wear a crown. I could see Kalia wearing a crown. Yeah, that's actually very true. Yeah, especially if it's a little like I and it's not so much that it's like so Turalyon, you know, a thousand years of war and all that kind of stuff. He got was light forged. He was able to live way longer than normal. But Kali is kind of light forged now, too. Uh, she was brought back literally by Anaru, Anduin and Alonza's foul. Very, very yeah. like, light focused people. So. Possibilities. Do you think this is even a thing or am I lost my rocker? It could be possible. I mean, honestly, it's it, it's it's definitely a little mind blowing because it, it is something I've never considered because the only vacant throne again, this could be alliance bias here, but like the only vacant throne that I really knew of 
was in Stormwind. So play, play the whisper again. Sure. The golden one claims a vacant throne. The crown of light will bring only darkness. <laughs> Love that semblance at the end. Darkness. darkness. <laughs> it's like, ew. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's very possible and... The fact that we do have some, you know, voidy stuff coming up on the horizon. Maybe that's why Kalia is kind of in the forefront again. I mean, not, not forefront. Just being brought up again. It kind of, it could be, you know, one of those moments where Blizzard's like, hey, remember so-and-so? They're still around doing things. Like maybe mm-hmm. there's a reason for this timing. Yeah. And and I and I think, and we'll get back to, to the speculation because like, I think this all kind of connects together where it leads it to this, because imagine if you will. Okay, let's just let's just sit down for a second. You, you, Allie, right? You, who has liked to say things along the lines of, I've slept since then, so sometimes we forget things. We're all human. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It happens. A lot. It happens. <laughs> so you're on the narrative team. Imagine if you will. And you've been working sometimes as much as two expansions in the future, drafting out all this kind of stuff and, and making the notes and you know, doing the, the yarn, attaching and all that kind of stuff like Taryn does. And he's like, okay, we did this, right? And the narrative team, they, they got a lot of freak, there are a lot of plates spinning, right? a lot of things yeah. that are going on. They got to, so I'm assuming what happened is someone on the narrative team was just typing, typing, typing up the quest text and just typed in Queen Kalia because they know some point down the line in the future, she'll be Queen Kalia again. For a first time, actually, because she'd never been Queen Kali. She was princess, but not queen. Right. So they just, it just slipped their mind that that, oh, she hasn't been queen yet. But because, like I said, they're working like two expansions in the future. So just could have slipped her mind. Could have just been an accident that they're like, oh, yeah, sorry, guys. She's she's not queen yet. That was, slipped that one. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. And it is one of those things where, you know, it, it makes me wonder if it's one of those things where, Everyone was a well, not everyone, a lot of people were upset about it, and so they're like, "Oh, whoops! It was actually a mistake. Our bad. Just kidding." All right, so it was hot part, fix. It was a, oh, it's, right, it was hot yeah. fix. It's nothing. Yeah, and part of me, part of me wanted, like part of me did like I guess like when I first did the quest, I was just ready to you know reclaim Gilneas and wanted to be seen by you know again that didn't happen, but I I didn't bat an eye at it because I was thinking like, "Oh, she's queen now. Okay, like." Maybe some things happened. We were in Dragon Isles and we just don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because I feel like there's a lot of things we don't know that's been happening while we've been busy between Dragon Isles and Shadowlands. And yeah, there's been a couple quests here and there, but whatever. But it is definitely something to consider, especially, you know, like you said, they do plan ahead and it could have been a simple mistake. The person who worked on it, like even put out a little tweet about it. So on Twitter... Sarah Kotner, C-O-T-N-E-R, actually put out a post. This is a typo slash bug to begin with. I wrote this line in a fugue state, and by the time someone had pointed it out to me, it was something that had to go through localization again to be fixed. So it wasn't just a simple, just delete this. Yeah, I know how that goes. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But I mean, you definitely bring up a good point that maybe... It was a typo for our current timeline mm-hmm. because it's going to be used in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 
it is absolutely a typo and they understand that it has to go localization because, you know, whatever the yeah, word is for yeah. queen, sometimes adjectives go to different places in other languages. You, you know, it's, sometimes it's Kalia queen, queen Kalia, another, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. So I totally understand that and I totally buy that. But that also might just be damage control because they said, oh, I easily. I, I yep. typed it in a fugue state because <laughs> I was remembering, oh, yeah, she's totally going to be queen in about like mm, two poor patches. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that it's a typo. That could be totally a thing. More like a typo in chronological order, just not necessarily <laughs> a, a typo if this had come out and say 11.1 patch. So when down the road, she becomes a queen. We can point back to this and be like, hey, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's what happened. Yeah. We're, we're just like, yeah, because, okay. Go back to the whisper. Kill the golden one. She's, she's kind of pale. So, like, if you want to make that argument that she's not so much golden. Okay. But she's got the golden eyes. Yeah, she's pretty she's pretty, pretty like, light, freaking golden. Like, that's all I'm Like you with your Malfurion and his green eyes. Like, that's that's just the only person that has like very green eyes. You know, that's really <laughs> the only that's the only thing I can go off of there. <laughs> if I'm wrong about Malfurion, I'll be happy to be. Like, I like Malfurion, he's cool. Just don't like his voice actor. <laughs> it's it's not great. Not always great. Not always great. I I'm mean, looking forward like to seeing the, more from him. That, so I've so I've, I've personally been listening to the um to the book. Right, have you been reading the book or have you been listening to it? I've been reading it. Okay, you've been reading it. So just so you know, the person that <laughs> the person that uh, that reads the book, it's the voice of it's the voice actor for Alex Straza. Right. right. So it's really funny to listen to because everyone <laughs> is been complaining that why does Alex Straza talk like this? Well, let me tell you, everyone, this is how she reads the book too. <laughs> <laughs> it follows the same Alex Straza inflections and everything, which is like, that's the direction. That's the character. I, I get it. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just funny because everyone's like, I don't like it. Especially I, <laughs> I, I wasn't a huge fan of like the finishing each other's sentences thing that they did. The emergence and read and that, that was. Uh, yeah. 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 I don't really have a problem with the way she talks, but I. I can see the community's complaint, which then I just anyway, <laughs> that was a fun aside. So if, uh, if you haven't right. read the book yet and you want to listen to audiobook, just know it's Alex Straza reading like Alex Straza. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, fair warning if you don't like that. So, right. But anyway, so back to back to like the whole whisper thing and possibly like, so let's let's play the hypothetical. Let's 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 have some fun here. She is queen. The whisper is true. It was talking about her. So she's got a crown of light now. So she's a queen. Boop. She puts the crown on. It's all light, right? <laughs> it's cool. And maybe she reforges her father's helm or some goofy. Maybe she does some goofy crap like that. Now it's all like, it's freaking it's light now because it's made of light. It's the crown of light. <laughs> it's going to bring darkness. What is the darkness that she's going to bring? Right. Yeah, maybe maybe you can even tie it into the freaking, you know, like her surface blazes bright and beneath her only darkness. Right for Azeroth. Mm-hmm. Probably doesn't link, but uh, some of these things, they're, they're, they all seem to be coming to a head soon, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, we might be exploring whispers here soon. Um, it's, it's it's about time, guys. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a good question. I could, there is some weird part of me that when you were asked, like, asking this and everything, I had this vision in my head of 
her and Zalat have some, for some reason, working together. I don't know why I can see that, but I can kind of see that. I, mean, I, I don't know. Like that, that. I don't. I don't know why. Like, or maybe she would help Zalatath in some way, and that's part of the darkness. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a super vague whisper. We're just, I don't really know. What darkness do you think she would bring? Uh, so my assumption is that we're gonna we're just like we said we're gonna go with the hypothetical. The typo was just put out too soon, right? <laughs> so, right, so she is right, queen. Right. So I'm gonna go with okay. How on earth does she become queen again? Right, because that's the first thing. Because right now she's just on the desolate council. I'm assuming maybe she works with someone or whatever. I don't know. Eventually she figured out a way. Okay, hey, she's queen now. She is now actually ruling over Lord Ron. So she claims a vacant throne. Right? She really embraces who she is. She embraces her past. Right? Because there, there, there's another clip that we can listen to that kind of maybe ties into. All right, so well, let's go ahead and listen to this. This is the this is a conversation between Akalia and Lillian Voss after you know they basically reclaimed Lordaeron. So this this will be worthwhile to, to talk about. Within this hall, we shared ceremonies, celebrations, and tragedy. I loved my family, and on one fateful day. I lost them all. Now I am all that remains of the once proud Menethil line. The last heir to a legacy that ended in shame. So you ran away from the pain. I did too. But it was only when I stopped running that I understood. Those people out there, they're my family now. But will they ever truly accept me, bearing a name forever stained by a brother's sins? Just as these flagstones are stained by my father's blood. We are all the same here, Kalia. Seeking our place, despite everything we've lost. But it's a long road, and we will need your help. Then, let us find our place, together. As Forsaken. There you go, that's the clip, that's the thing. And there's a couple things there that, that kind of call out to me. She really loved her family. She really loved being a Menethil. Like that was like, you could tell that. You can hear the pride. Yeah. And the fact that Lillian even points out that she ran away from the pain, but she needs to accept who she is now to move forward. So becoming queen, maybe I've now accepted. And Lillian even said, we need your help, right? Maybe in time as she has served her place on the desolate council, Maybe she just convinces enough people that like, hey, I am the rightful ruler of Lordaeron. And maybe she just gets enough supporters from the Forsaken who have seen her on the Desolate Council being this really great politician. Like, for example, she was able to convince the rest of the Desolate Council to move the Forsaken troops out of Gilneas. Yeah, that's and, true. She and did. again, like she accomplished something that no one, no one else could do. Like she basically allowed 
a kingdom to be returned to, you know, another human nation because she because of her charisma, force of force of will or whatever that, that she was able to do. So it's not that far off to me in my mind that she will amass enough supporters, if, you know, among the rest of the Forsaken to reclaim that throne. Right? Seems to me like Lillian is Lillian doesn't strike me as someone who wants to be a leader either. So she probably no, would, she definitely does. I don't. She would probably support um, Kalia in, in standing up because yeah, they've been bonding. Yeah, there's there's definitely something there. It seems like the two of them are really, like you said, bonding. They're they're working really well together, right? And then with the whole reclaiming of Gilneas, they even came to the aid of an, uh, not really an opposing faction anymore because they're not really at war or anything along those lines. But they're like, hey, we got out. This was kind of our problem, right? So we're going to help you clean up the mess. Right, because they were like, yeah, it was kind of an us thing. Why the Scarlet Crusade even moved in, and also, hey, we know that who this, we really can kick the crap out of the Scarlet Crusade. We've been doing it a long time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they still have slip cloth. I mean, they're nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Bothers me. All right. So, with that in mind, she becomes. She, let's just say she becomes queen, and that's how she does it. What is this darkness that she is going to bring about? Assumption that is pointing at like other things. Is it's gonna turn into something a little, a little akin to the Scarlet Crusade themselves, or even like Urel, right? They it will become some form of zealotry almost, right? Right. Because as we all know, and you know, this kind of goes back to the article with uh, that um, Discord and Kitty wrote. If you are so aligned with actual like the cosmic forces, like light, for example, you could become like a Zira, right? You could say. This is the way. I don't care about you and your agency. The prophecy must be fulfilled. I don't care if you said no. We're doing it. Because, according to the light, there is only one truth. Only one. And that is kind of a bit of an issue if you disagree with what that way is, but someone in charge who is so much... She, she like, embodies the light, saying otherwise. So... You're kind of screwed unless you can have eye beams like Illidan, and then you just get out of scot free. <laughs> right, right, easy. Hey, it's hey, fine. Just, you know, I am my scar. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, anyone who can catch a sword mid swing with the bare hands and just have a little green jippy drop blood, he he's not worried about it. <laughs> That's he's, true. He's That's fine. Trally <laughs> could try and take him out, and he literally just catches the sword in one hand without it chopping his hand off so he's, he's he's kind of a big big deal um he's forsaken i don't know like it could just be like okay now what would suck about this and i, I gotta point this out if that's the case because all of us were thinking like oh it's terralian terralian's the tyrant he's the one that's gonna bring darkness we assumed that would be the case because it's the alliance's turn it honestly, again, alliance bias. It totally is. It really, really is. And we keep expecting it, and they've dropped little hints. And then we get the whole whole conversation between Matthias and Gen when they don't want to tell Trillian that Anuid's back. Like, there's a reason for that. Yeah. Now, is Trillian being becoming the zealot, the tyrant? And this is just, it really is just a typo, and we can just all forget about this in the future? Or is and and you could easily spin this i will i will point this out because if we say oh it's totally the horde and the horde just keeps being bad 
this time it was kind of an alliance plant. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> that's, so that's true. Even, even though she was ahead <laughs> of uh, the Forsaken and it's kind of the Forsaken that has to deal with it and all that kind of stuff. Number one, I could always use more Forsaken story because I think the, yeah, some of the, for, for the sure. Forsaken story is honestly some of the best that they do. Um, so I'd take take that for sure. And then number two, it really is like that's totally an Alliance character in my, in my mind, even though I'm on the Desolate Council. Eh, all right. I mean, even even the Horde players hate her. So <laughs> I don't think they'd be too, right. They wouldn't be too miffed. They'd be like, what is this crazy lady? Doing? All right. So I don't know. So I'm, I'm like I said, I'm kind of assuming the darkness is going to be, I don't know, maybe she aligns herself with Turalyon and, and you know, and then Urel shows up because we know that the great war uh, between the void and light are coming. So all of the the light aligned people are probably going to coalesce together and all and we have the what, void. L- L- Lothraxian, the, the, our, our light dreadlord dude in yep. disguise. Yep. Yeah, he'll probably make an appearance again soon. Uh, and because we already know Zalatath, you know, Team Void is going to be making an appearance soon. Right. Uh, and we already got, you know, confirmation that uh, Alaria is here in Jibber Jabber. Uh, that is not the same thing as the Jibber Jabber that everyone else is hearing from coming from Azeroth. Alaria is hearing the Void saying uh, something about, I don't know, it's, it's coming on. It's, it's about to happen. It's We're, we're going to do this. Friggin' woo, you know, start your engines. The war is coming. Woo. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably what she was. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what, what would the Void be telling Larry right now? What do you think? Like, hey, it's cute top you got on. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. What? Maybe they're just singing to her, be prepared. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> With I know. singing. I do, li- I I do like the, the new model that they put together for Illyria. That, that, yeah, and- she's got a great new model. And we, I mean, we know like Trillian's going to be coming back on the story and everything. And I mean, we've seen before how the two of them kind of were have worked together in the past. And he he wasn't entirely opposed to her whole void thing that she's got going on. And so mm-hmm. that, I mean, I think that kind of fed into the whole, oh, it's Trillian. He's, he's the one who's claiming the vac- vacant throne. And so now that she's coming back into the story too, it's it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm, because like we, like we've been talking about for a while now, I mean, obviously we got Anduin as a little... You know, little, little tendrils. A little, little tendril. But but then we also have Turalyon and Elaria and the whole, like, torture thing that they were cool with and the fact that they were, you know, getting information by, like, I think he was, if I remember correctly, he was, like, chaining them with chains made of light and then she was using the void to, like, mess, mess with their heads, make them go cuckoo. Uh, and, yeah, like, something like that, that yeah. So, yeah, they were, they were kind of doing the whole tag team thing, like, uh, with light, I say no, don't go anywhere. And then she's like, "Oh, what you what you thinking about?" Um, so huh. that's kind of what they were doing. And I don't, I don't. Nothing's come from that. I, I have a feeling it might though. It, it might, it might be coming with this, with with whatever soon. Is. I, and I don't know if any, we'll see anything of come from this until maybe the midnight or you know. Maybe 11.1, 11.2 kind of time frame because they're kind of like setting up all this stuff because it's hard to know all of the like the little story bits that kind of like suddenly drop because, you know, until we saw the roadmap, like none of us was really expecting the reclaiming of Gilneas to just suddenly show up. We, we knew it was a thing. We knew it was was on the horizon. It was, it was going to happen. But 
10.25. That was that was kind of out of the blue. And we don't know about 10.26. No, we don't know what 10.26 is. Because we've never had a point six. That's true. And 10.27, <laughs> we know we got Harbinger and Dark Heart stuff that we're going to be learning more about. That's, you know, very void stuff. That's going to be, I think that's going to be a big one. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Like, honestly, the next two patches, I'm I'm very excited with what the heck yeah, is yeah. coming. I, I, don't, I really don't know. So, I mean, so, we, I mean, let's just say like, like odds right now. What are the odds that this Ilganoth Whisper is talking about Kalia? And what are the odds it's talking about Turalyon to you? Because really right now, that's kind of the two main contenders. Before this discussion, I was 100% Turalyon. It's all about him. He's claiming that throne. Now, it's like 75-25. 75 Turalyon, 25 Kalia. And that number could change as we, you know move on and kind of think about it more and start seeing a little more story from all that business, right? It's it's definitely having me like stop and consider that there that might actually be a thing and what that would lead to and what would it would look like. Yeah. So how about for you? I, I'm kind of similar, but I'm gonna go more like a 60-40. Probably okay. 60% Turalian. Like it, it still feels like Turalian is who they were really going towards, but I don't know, like this whole Queen Kalia and the vacant throne and just, you know, her talking about her father's throne and, you know, the discussion and before the throne, before the throne, before the storm (laughs) about her wanting the throne. And that didn't really go over well, even though she kind of like trying to pull a Hail Mary almost saying like, hey, support me, everyone got herself killed. But then she got raised in the light. So it kind of feels like, okay. Turalyon was like a soldier for the light, right? He was probably like a very yeah. good one. Maybe even you know, quote, quote, a general, like one of the, the top dudes for the light. Fought, That's what it felt like in Legion. Yeah, fought alongside them for a thousand years. Probably not really much time for in, the, in the eyes of the light, but for a thousand years, he fought alongside him. Kalia feels almost more like the light chose her because he just got reforged to make sure he could live forever, just be a silver fox until he's killed in battle um but kalia was she got killed and the light's like no no we have plans for this one because a naru and yeah two very powerful priestsy paladin whatever anduin actually is we're gonna go with priest two very powerful priests were able to resurrect her in, in a in a in a form we have never seen before so it's like right. maybe and i don't i don't know it it feels like it like, like I, I feels like I'm almost convincing myself it's like 55 45 now. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm at like 70 30 now. It's like <laughs> it's it's slowly changing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is it. This is interesting. This is interesting. Yeah. And I, I again don't really know where it's going to go. I can just if this is what happened and Kalia is who the the void was talking about, because it feels like it almost feels like that's someone more that they might be talking about. Like, because I, I don't I don't I really don't ever see. Turalyon wearing a crown for whatever reason that just doesn't strike me as anything he would ever do. Well, it may not be an actual like physical crown. It sure. could be a metaphorical sure. crown. They, they like to talk in metaphors and things like that. Like they didn't actually turn Magni into a chess piece. Just, <laughs> right. There's a pawn. <laughs> yes. So, so yeah, it, it might be like, oh, the crown of light. But with Kalia, like I almost think that's like I was legit. Like, like she, she's gonna be like, I've got a crown on now. And it's like, ah, like all 
light. And you're like, oh, that's, that's nice. That's nice. She's she's with the light. Light bless you and all that kind of stuff. Like the we human players that I'm not human uh, actually say. Uh, light bless you. Right? They say all the time. So they might be like, oh, this is great. No, no darkness could ever come from this. Mm-mm. No, no. The light is perfect. And the way this is the way. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm other than being like super zealotrous, zealot, zealot, being a zealot, right? Whatever. I don't know where I was going with that word, but being a zealot, I can't really think what other darkness she would bring about because Turalyon feels like if, if he's a, the reason why I still think he's a little higher in the percentages is you could almost claim that it's like, oh, Turalyon claimed a vacant throne, the crown of light, right? Just metaphorically brought only darkness. Maybe they're talking about Elaria because She's kind of darkness at this point. She's the right. void. Yeah. She, she ate a voidy Naru, basically. She's like, I'll take that. And then she got all like, hey. Oof. Hello. I got whispers now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's a little, little more obvious, like, do, 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 bring the darkness, blah, blah, blah. Right, that's for Turalyon. But at the same time, I'm like, with this whole big ultimate you know, showdown between the light and the dark. I'm seeing Turalyon and Kalia, um, a Velen. Anduin's probably going to come back, maybe. I mean, if he ever figures himself out. And for all we know, he, <laughs> he could go Team Void for a minute. You know, tendrils. <laughs> so I, I don't don't know exactly how this big light war is going to play out, but it, I'm, I'm super excited for it. Super excited for it. What if... And this is like, I don't know if I actually think this is just a thought I had flashed across my mind. Big tinfoil hat, super, super high kind of thing. What if it's Anduin? What if it's Anduin? Like he's the, he claimed his own throne that was vacant. I mean, it has been vacant, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe, I mean, we've seen, we've seen the shadow tendrils. Nothing's come from it yet. And we know he is hardcore struggling with life right now. Like what if... He claims the throne again, and he is the one to bring the darkness. Could be. Could be. Because, I mean, he's got he's got it in him. But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, if we want to think about it, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that the darkness that she could bring about by doing this and all this kind of thing, like, I don't know. I don't know how all of the little, you know, puzzle pieces and all the, the plot points would fall in line. But by her taking over and some decision, some actions she she takes or, or or whatever, maybe she's the one who like practically kicks off the war between the light and the void, right? Because you know, she seems yeah, to be the most. That would like, make sense. I, I am like I'm not just team light. I'm, like the the light is like <sighs> Kali is our, our our girl. She's the best, <laughs> <laughs> the absolute best. Yeah. So I could. <laughs> I can see that she's like, no, 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 we're not, we're not doing this void thing. Mm-mm. Get, get out of here. So, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, Allie, do you have any final thoughts, final ideas around all this? Because we're not going to go too much into the rest of the article. Because, like I said, it's just the article just talking about she's void aligned or she's light aligned. <laughs> void aligned. She's light aligned, and that's not good <laughs> because of all this stuff that we already talked about. So. We'll likely go even more into that in a future episode at some point. So any, any other thoughts, right, that, that you can think of? Not Does really. I think just at this point, I'm probably going to be watching her more, more closely than I was before. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we're gonna be like looking at Turalyon and side eyeing over Calais. Like, who, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? And they get to look at Anduin. And it's like, is it you? Is it actually you that we're talking about? Like a whole like, mm, could be. And there's people in the community who think the whispers are done. That's just silly. <laughs> <laughs> no, the whispers will never be done. Never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I, yeah, I think you, I think you are totally right. I think I think our um, our final thought here is. Allie's right, and we're probably going to have to do another revisiting of the Ilganoth Whispers at some point. And yep. check in, right? Because there's a whole yeah, bunch of them. Just a little, little Ilgi check. There's a whole bunch of them that we know, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's done for. Like, for example, I believe the way that they've kind of broken out is the ones from Legion, I think are pretty much done. But the ones from BFA, the one, because remember, this golden one, that one came from BFA. So this, that right. one's, they knew about Kali at the time. Right. That's why I'm like, mm-hmm. could be. So that's another reason, because it's like Kali was just in before the storm and this Ilganoth Whisper came out in Battle for Azeroth. So just saying, could be. Could I don't be. know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you've got nothing else, I also have nothing else that we can go ahead and move into wrapping this up. Let's do that. We will do that now because I say things now. That's right. The part of the show where we say a quick thank you to all the patrons that support us and keep the show going. If you'd like to join their ranks and support the show, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash live laugh floor. And while we love all of our patrons, we're very grateful for every single one of them. We like to give a special thank you to our top patrons. That includes Slosh Adams, Monkey Valhalla, Chalil. Nickel Obre, Craig Lemus, Ikis, Nadun, Mud, Afradon, Dungeon Master Burke, the formerly Mike Smith, who is now Greybeard. Yep. Which is which is awesome. We see we see you. We see what you did. And Dracorus. Thank you all so so much. It warms our hearts and makes us happy and helps to keep the show going. And we are just so grateful for you. Y'all are the best. Seriously. Thank you. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. Hey everybody, it's 2024. You know what that means. Yes, this is the United States presidential election year. And my liver thanks me that I pretty much stopped (laughs) drinking because, oof. (laughs) (laughs) Could be a bad one, folks. (laughs) Yes, but this is not a bad news segment. No, it is not. This is a good news segment. So this year, as often as I possibly can, I will bring in you good news from the world of politics to remind everyone that politics does actually change. There's some good change that comes about and uh, cruelly impact our lives. So this week, I wanted to bring you a very quick story, just super fast, uh, because I just learned about it. I didn't even know this was a thing. Because in my opinion, this is one of the big, the big issues with the Biden administration is they kind of they're really sucky at, at freaking you know, playing cheerleader for themselves. So I, I guess I'm going to have to do it. So here you go. <laughs> what they did is back in September of 2023, Biden administration announced the creation of the American Climate Corps as a new climate jobs training program for young people. So the program officially kicks off in the summer of 2024 and then is going to be sending 20,000 young people ages 18 to 26 across the country on jobs that will boost the nation's economy and climate resilience. This includes projects like installing solar energy, mitigating wildfire risk, and making homes more energy efficient. The Climate Corps 
was a long time coming, according to a young climate activist who began such a fight back for this back in 2020. So yeah, long time coming. I think it's freaking awesome that <laughs> they were able to do this. And if you actually kind of look into it, so what they, what they actually tried to do is they tried to fund the, 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 the Climate Corps program, the American Climate Corps, through the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. Got, that got that got line itemed out. They got nixed. That's no, that's bad. So the question is, how are they going to pay for it? Well, they went back into the different budgets of all of the different agencies that kind of impacts, like, for example, the EPA, right? Right. Environmental Protection Agency, if you don't remember. That one, they were just like, okay, let's carve out some money from the already existing budget and carve out a little bit. So say, okay, EPA is going to give some uh, f- fish and wildlife, these people, you know, all different, you know, uh, federal agencies. They just carved out some so that they still continue with the project, uh, which I just think is rather ingenious that they're like, well, we're not going to stop doing this. Just got to find a different way to pay it. And I just think that's awesome. So yeah, there you go. So if you are happen to be a young person and you're really into climate stuff and you want to get a job that will actually uh, pay, you, you can look into it. There's actually a whitehouse.gov uh, form that you could sign up uh, to, to find out more information about the American Climate Corps. So there you go. There we go. It's kind of awesome. It is kind of awesome. It's uh, yeah. I don't know, like it's fun to just read about things where they're like, oh yeah, this is where we're doing this too, and they're like, I didn't know you were doing that. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Really, it's cool. <laughs> anyway, I thought it was cool. You think it was cool? Is it's pretty cool? Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We would go do job because apparently this was like it was it was it was modeled after like the FDR like stuff back from the Great Recession and all that Not Great Recession. Great Depression. Great depression. depression. Thank you so much for listening to the Live Laugh Floor. If you have a topic or a question you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at lizlaughlorecast at gmail.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash livelaughlore, and you can keep the show going for as little as a dollar an episode. You can watch Ali live on Twitch Sunday nights over at twitch.tv slash And you can watch Jin Monday nights at twitch.tv slash joint. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jin on Twitter at joint, and you can follow Ali at AliAndersK. Meanwhile, be kind and take care. We are a squiggle. We just a squiggle in. Was that was that guy's name? Some John John. Some I don't remember what his name is. What's his name? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Who 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 <laughs> thinks that? Who thinks that? I feel like I want to th- think it's John Anderson. I think it's John Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was right because it's the same. He so he says blow blow Seminole wind right. You know that song.